This is the Hoosier Ag Today Tuesday morning podcast on the 14th of November 2023. I'm Andy Eubank. The podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. Experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com to learn more or stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation today. Eric Pfeiffer and Sabrina Halverson on the news today with a preview of the new Purdue Crop Chat podcast highlighting record yields in Indiana and meat industry requirements have been clarified. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin's Indiana Farm Forecast, spectacular in his words, and the markets yesterday, strong. We'll have analysis with Chuck Shelby from the field on the Hat Morning Podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, We want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. From seed, grain, and feed companies to crop protection, farm implements, and technology, agribusiness is all around us here in Indiana. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. At ACI, our sole focus is on the needs of our members. We advocate, educate, inform, and we invite you to join us in our mission. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to become a member. That's inagribiz.org. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. USDA projecting record yields in Indiana and clearing up some requirements in the meat industry. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag Today. 200 bushel per acre corn and 61 bushel per acre soybeans. That's what USDA projected for Indiana yields in their crop production report on Thursday. Purdue Extension's Dan Corn Quinn and soybean Sean Castile say both would be record-breaking if realized. The guys discuss how we got here in the latest Purdue Crop Chat podcast, available now at HoosierAgToday.com. Quinn goes first, saying he's been seeing some 300-bushel corn in spots around the state. I've talked to multiple farmers that say this is the best they've ever seen. It's just unbelievable, both the genetics we have. I think the planting progress was very timely this year. We got really well-established crops. I think we accumulated heat units early. We got the root establishment, and that crop just got off to a really good start, and and we caught the rainfall when we needed it in in really critical periods. And it just kind of (laughs) resulted in just phenomenal yields all around the state. Castile says disease pressure was low this season, helping boost soybean yields. A little bit of white mold surprised us here and there, but we didn't have a widespread disease issue per se. We've got a nice healthy crop. It goes back to a compact plant, so you don't have a lot of biomass that's got this environment that's harboring all those pathogens and and all that. So that was really a a great spot for us. Quinn and Castile are both playing the same what-if game that farmers are playing after prolonged dryness at the beginning of the season that everyone kept saying took the top off these yields. We did lose out on some, which is crazy to say, in a year that is a state record, and farms and fields are running 75 to 85 averages. Like, I had plenty of fields, plenty farmer said i'm running mid 80s for my field average there's spots in the field you talk about here seeing the 300 bushel mark on the corn well there were spots that are going over the 100 bushel mark in soybeans i've got a few treatments that flat out were 101 bushel average quinn and castile also discussed surprising results from their research trials this year 
including what they've seen with biologicals in the Purdue Crop Chat. Hear it now in the new Hoosier Ag Today mobile app, a free download for iPhone and Android. USDA is clearing up some requirements in the meat industry. Our Sabrina Halverson reports. Last year, the USDA Agricultural Marketing Service purchased $800 million worth of meat products for use in nutrition assistance programs, such as free school meals. That meat must fall under the requirements of domestic origin. However, those requirements are confusing to some. In fact, the AMS said the guidelines for procuring beef, pork, lamb, and bison products were not as clear as other commodities. On Wednesday, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack told reporters the AMS is clarifying that meat products must be from animals that are born, raised, and slaughtered in the U.S. to meet the domestic origin requirements. We know two things. One, when they see that label or a similar label, their expectation and belief is that everything done with that animal and that product was done in the U.S., And two, that they actually do put uh, some degree of value on that in terms of their decision to purchase the product and to purchase it if, in fact, it may be at a slightly uh, higher price. So because of that, we're working to ensure that anyone who is placing a label of that kind on a product, that they are not misrepresenting the true nature of the product and clarifying that at the end of the day, everything with reference to that product needs to be done in the U.S. Vilsack says this is not a new rule, but rather a clarification of the existing rule. We're just reinforcing the fact that domestic origin means exactly that. It means everything having to do with that product was done in the U.S. AMS says this clarification to the domestic origin requirement will ensure U.S. producers enjoy the full benefit of USDA purchase programs and recipients of nutrition assistance programs benefit from domestically produced meat products. I'm Sabrina Halverson. And I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Spectacular weather today, tomorrow, and Thursday. Temperatures well above normal for this time of year. It's absolutely glorious. Drying is great. Humidity is down. Uh, You cannot ask for any better set of days to try and finish up harvest here across the region. Now, you need to be able to take advantage of them, I know, but still, we're looking at some very nice weather. That changes on Friday. We have a frontal boundary trying to come through the upper Midwest and Great Lakes region. It sags through Indiana Friday and gives us anywhere from a tenth to half an inch of moisture. Coverage will end up being about 60% of the state, but there's moisture around for sure. So drying, not so good there on Friday. Going into the weekend, we're chilly to start. We really see a chill come in Friday afternoon and behind that front and Friday overnight early Saturday temperatures moderate Saturday afternoon and Sunday so we're back to the warm stuff with sunshine all the way through that's a little reprieve because there is a massive storm complex kicking out of the four corners region here late this week through the weekend and it's going to arrive in Indiana on Monday right now I'm looking at rain totals anywhere from a half to one and a half inches for the Monday Tuesday period combined initially rain and thunderstorms then we get wraparound backside moisture some rain and much colder air temperatures really fall off Tuesday night Wednesday I won't even rule out a little bit of lake effect or sloppy wet snowflake activity Tuesday night I don't think there's much of it though the big idea is we get moisture and then cold air follows it we are chilly for wednesday 
Thanksgiving Day next week is also chilly, but I think that we just see clouds and limited sun, no major travel problems, and expect us to stay chilly then through the Black Friday period and the following weekend, Saturday, Sunday, following Thanksgiving. I don't think we're brutally cold, but we're definitely a lot closer to where we should be this time of year than where we are the next couple of days. That's a look at your forecast update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Soybeans start the week strong. Everything else eventually follows. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank with the Monday Farm Market Review. Settlements on the way. First market analysis, and I picked that up from Chuck Shelby on the farm with risk management commodities. I chatted with Chuck right near the end of trade. Everything in the black, plenty of green paint as we open up the new week. And it was slow going, first just beans higher on Monday morning, Chuck, but then corn followed and finally wheat as well. Let's start with soybean futures, a risk premium back in the market? Yeah, absolutely. We got uh, some South American weather that's back on the table. There is a little bit of rain coming in, but uh, they need a lot more. And as you get deeper into season, it becomes more important. Soybean meal was especially strong today also, and that's probably a hangover from last year when Argentina had a bad crop. So a lot of positives, led bean market higher and meal market higher and that drug corn and, and wheat along also. Corn uh, was slow to come along, finally did. Is there any other underlying support for corn futures? Well, I think the uh, Brazilian second crop corn has got to be a concern. That's further down the road, but that also is important to the corn market. Uh, getting a little bit of export business, but certainly to keep corn as strong as beans, we're going to need to find more demand out there to push it along. And then wheat finally tailed along for the ride. You would have to think that that's all that was, just going along for the ride. Yeah, it's, it certainly is the weak, uh, weakest link in this market, and, and it'll come along if uh, corn and beans uh, continue their upward trend. And uh, so at this point, uh, it's nice to see all three commodities so a strong day. I don't know if you've done the math, but it would appear that the soy futures have gotten back what was lost on Thursday after USDA. Yeah, that's that's a good sign. You know, it looked pretty bleak last week when we saw the numbers get bigger from USDA. But realistically, when you look at soybeans, going from 220 to 245 wasn't really that big of a deal. And they also increased the South American crop a little bit, which seems kind of out of line with what's going on down there with their growing season. Marketing thoughts that you might have on this Monday, first day of a new week, after a nice move higher, don't get too terribly excited about that move? Well, it's constructive. I think one thing that's going on, there are farmers who have basis contracts on the December contract that's going to come up where they're going to have to make a decision. So as we take this nice rally, maybe that's an opportunity. Uh, I think maybe some re-ownership strategies as you go forward might be important if you're going to let your corn go, simply because the second crop in Brazil will be very important as we move into the second half of the year. And you are in a combine right now with harvest kind of dragging along. It's been slow going in a lot of areas, including where you are in Tippecanoe County, correct? Yeah, the crop uh, just didn't dry down in moisture. The elevator facilities have struggled to uh, dry down. So uh, it's been a long haul. We're closing in on the end, I think, as a lot of farmers. But, uh, you know, the weather has been fantastic. So 
Uh, it's nice to be out here on a nice sunny day for November. This is beautiful, so I think we've got a good week here to finish up. Chuck Shelby at Risk Management Commodities. The number there, 866-837-9027. On the Hat Monday Farm Market Review, everything up strong in the case of corn and soybean futures. December corn goes to 477 and a quarter, a gain of 13 and a quarter. March, 492 and three quarters, up 13 and three quarters. And 1382 and a half for January. January soybeans picking up 35 cents. March 1395, a gain of 34 and a quarter, just a little higher in wheat futures. December 579, up three and three quarters. March 602 and a quarter, up three cents. Meats higher too. December live cattle 174.92, up 75 cents. December lean hogs 73.35, up a dollar 45. I'm Andy Eubank with the Monday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's leading farm radio network.